0: The Superpowers of the Soul channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Spiritual Ecstasy with Dr. Gabriel Cussens. Welcome. To my program, Spiritual Ecstasy. Today, we'll be discussing the spiritual joy of conscious parenting. My name is Dr. Gabriel Cousins. I'm known as the physician of the soul. I'm an internationally recognized spiritual teacher and seminar leader worldwide. I'm also a holistic physician, psychiatrist, family therapist, rabbi, and Sundancer, and leading humanitarian projects for over 48 years. I'm a father and grandfather of uh, three grandchildren and two wonderful children, and the author of 13 books. My latest book is called Into the Nothing. The book I'll be referencing more today is my book called conscious parenting. My life focus is something people wake up to the exact truth of who they are. Uh, and that's a central theme in all my programs, I offer weekly programs, uh, like uh, uh, Alive and Liberated with Dr. Gabriel, spiritual nutrition, uh, question and answer programs, spiritual fasting retreats, meditation retreats, and a variety of other uh, interviews that are done all over the world. To get information on that, simply go to drcousins.com or treeoflife.mn.co. And to sum this up, my introduction, my joy is to help people reconnect to the joy, passion, and spiritual ecstasy inherent in everyday life. Now, as I explained today, we are talking about the joy of parenting of conscious parenting. And I'm going to talk about it two ways. I'm going to first talk about a little bit what we call uh, there's a trend that's going on now. And that trend is the reproduction rate in American society from 2007 to 2022 has dropped 20%, which is very, very serious. So I first want to look at the challenges that are happening in today's world that make people not want to have children. Then we'll be talking about all the really good, powerful, uh, evolving things about conscious parenting. So one of the, the biggest, issues that I've been able to identify uh, in this birth rate drop, which is unsustainable for civilization, is that many of the younger generations have a fear and resistance to any attachment, commitment, or responsibility. Uh, And that means to marriage, rates of marriage are going down as well, long-term relationships going down. Um, In in essence, committing to anything, not just relationships. And the way I see it, by seeing what people are talking about, is there's a, a boundless sense of a need of individual autonomy, it's just people just want to do their own thing. Well, when you get married or you're in a serious sacred relationship, there's two people involved. Then, when you have children, you really have to serve the children, and for some people, that's that's difficult. It's not an easy task. Okay, um, and in the big thing, when there's a child, they're in essence. Uh, you have to you begin to form a biological attachment to the future. You're connected to the past because the lineage is happening, and it's a passing on the lineage genetically and psychically. Um, and it's the creating of a new future. In fact, you're committed naturally as a conscious parent. To creating a better future for your children, and it's just kind of a, a natural thing, and the it's a bigger commitment to have that commitment rather than yeah I don't want any commitments I don't want any attachments I don't want any responsibilities there is a trend in that way okay parents are more concerned about about maintaining and renewing our civilization and to preserve what is good for our civilization, for our children and for our grandchildren. And those are uh, very important principles to be, be thinking about, but also issues that make people be a little bit resistant. People are worried about the environment. Uh, will there be an environment? Well, uh, there have been predictions forever about the environment, and I don't want to speak too much about it, but for the last 650 years, a thousand years, 650,000 years, we have cycles of global warming and cooling. And we actually started in 1998, according to the unaltered statistics, uh, slightly going in the global cooling up to one degree centigrade by 2010. Now that cooling is going to go on till 2032. That's what um, people who have been looking at the cycles uh that I've talked about, uh, cycles of sunspots. What I'm saying is the environment, although it's a concern in some people's mind, uh, based on the last 650,000 years, there are cycles of global warming and cooling. It's not a straight line of of, uh, warming. Just to ease people's uh, concern about that if you're thinking about becoming a parent, uh, the the fear of global warming getting out of hand has never happened in the last 650,000 years. Okay. But we still are looking at this biological attachment to the future, which is important. Is it going to be safe? Is it going to be this way or that? And truly, we do face that. Uh, Every parent and every generation faces that. That's one of the spiritual tests of parenting. That's one of the beauties of parenting as a spiritual path. That's what we're gonna be talking about after the break is really coming back now to parenting as a spiritual path that can elevate you physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Now we're gonna take a short break. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Rekla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens? Then join us at our next experience. Go to SuperpowerExperts.com and get signed up today. Okay. Welcome back to my program, Spiritual Ecstasy. We're talking about the spiritual joy of conscious parenting. My name is Dr. Gabriel Cousins, um, known as a physician of the soul, I'm a psychiatrist and family therapist, holistic physician, Uh, involved in many humanitarian projects for the last 48 years also a Native American sun dancer and rabbi, and father of two wonderful children and grandfather of three really special grandchildren who are now teenagers, and also an author of 13 books. My latest is Into the Nothing, a spiritual autobiography, but I'm going to be talking more about Conscious Parenting, which is another book that I've written. One of the themes really in all my programs is how how can we elevate daily life? And one of the things that parents bring to me is say, well, look, I'm too busy to do spiritual practice. I don't have enough time to meditate. Um, I It's just very, it's a lot of work. And what the advice they give to the parents is: Well, let's see this this everyday life of being a parent as a spiritual path, as a path that can help you give to others, move well, out from the self centered uh, position that is natural for younger people, into one of giving to another, both in the relationship, if there is one, and also in the raising of the child. And uh, that's the, the uh, key. Again, and you can um, find out about all my programs, uh, my weekly programs my spiritual fasting retreats and uh, conscious eating retreats at treeoflife.mn.co. Parenting is a gift. It's also a lot of work. Inherent in being a parent is you're not always going to get it right. And that humility is very helpful because the advantage of kids is that they're always going to do something that you're, one, not expecting and uh, even you give advice this way and it goes that way. Um, But as a parent, we get that challenge, our our, our children are a spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical challenge to us. That's a good thing, that's a good thing. Um, And it helps us move away from being self-centered to being a more humble couple and family-centered relationship. It also invokes an inner transformation. That's one of the great benefits—an inner transformation—and activates the, the soulful love of a child. which is very different than two adults. Okay, a soulful love and uh, a child that that needs to be nurtured and cared about and. Uh, it's really a service. It also relates us to the bigger picture because we now have a biological connection to the past and the lineage coming through us and to the future, to our children and grandchildren, as part of the lineage. Uh, and that is a big wake-up call, and it's a whole reorientation of who we are as people. We're no longer... Uh, self-focused individuals. We are now matured into a humble and giving person for the benefit of the next generation, for the benefit of our children, for the love of our children. And I'm going to say the unconditional love of our children. That doesn't mean it's not boundaryed. And we don't have uh, set kind of ideas for the children to understand so they can better cope with the world. And uh, these boundaries and rules are meant to, to ultimately benefit them and their function in the world. Yeah, we need to do that as parents, even though that's a little uncomfortable sometimes. Um, so it is having this biological connection to the future that changes our perception that's what that's kind of really interesting it it matures us as our children mature we also get to mature because as they go through different phases in their life you know they're born and they're pretty helpless and then we have the terrible twos and then we have the three four five-year-olds becoming more and more independent but not so independent that uh, they can just run around uh, out in the street and so forth you know we We need to set boundaries to protect them. And those boundaries are always changing as their age changes. They have to use a lot of judgment, and a lot of um, thoughtfulness, so that we're always being attuned to the changes that they're going through, and the level of maturity they're going through, and then it's always a readjustment. Now, from my point of view, uh, With age, we still become parents, but we also become friends. So all that's part of the readjustment to what's going on. The the trick is how do you be the proper relationship at the different ages? That takes some skill, takes some thinking. Uh, One of the challenges that's coming up today is – Is it okay for a four? It's okay for a four-year-old to believe in Santa Claus, but that doesn't mean we really act on it, and uh, and that we, uh, you know, think they're going to believe in Santa Claus their whole life. Okay, why do I say that? Because obviously today we're facing the issue of this uh, gender identity and uh, and actually surgically. Changing the outer identity. Now, I'm just bringing that up in in the context of not having a discussion about that issue about gender identity, but making the point that when you're four years old, your perception of things, who you are, and when you're seven, who you're a preteen, when you're an early teen. And until you go through puberty and even after that, in your early 20s, your your perception of who you are is changing, that's normal. And some of the long-term research, and the research is gonna vary a little bit, shows that boys are gender confused once they go through through puberty and and a little bit late teens, 98% Tend to go into a particular the gender identity as a male, and for uh, girls, women, you know, eighty-eight uh, percent will identify as a woman uh, once they've reached through puberty and gone through the hormonal changes. So we have to be very careful about not letting our belief systems on our children or society's belief systems uh, so that they can mature without having to be confronted by things that really for thousands of years have not been all that uh, relevant for their growth and actually can be detrimental and we are actually seeing that but point I'm making is a four-year-old believes in Santa Claus, okay, when they're seven or eight or nine, they may not believe in Santa Claus. The relative belief systems change. So our responsibility as a parent is to hold kind of an overall framework. That's part of what parents do is they're the prime teachers, not the school system, not all the media and not the comic books, not the movies. They're all there making their impact. But... Good parenting means really makes the point that we are and should be the main impact on our children, you know, imbuing them with a certain amount of morality and clarity and boundaries uh, as part of their their growth process. That may sound idealistic, but when I look at our family and when I look at other families. Uh, that you know, have taken this approach, the outcome is often much more uh, healthy. Now, that does mean that you can control how your children are going to turn out, but you're laying the foundations, you're laying the fundamentals that make it easier. Um, so uh, that's kind of what we're, we're talking about in this bigger picture, like, even with diet. Uh, one very famous pediatrician said that if your your children are, uh, have a healthy diet up to the age of seven, it's much more likely they're going to continue with a healthy diet because the program is already there. It's things like that that I'm talking about where we as parents do actually really play a role. Um, So as parents with children, we become citizens of the world connected to a vision for uh, the future, hopefully a better vision of the future uh, in which we uh, are creating a better uh, future for the children and uh, even sharing that vision with them. And I think, that's a really important thing, uh, is to give them an internal vision. Uh, and one of the things is that, and what we see, well, I see in the United States and also in Israel, is that the people uh, who are moving away from the public school system into uh, more private school systems that uh, they're not elite schools we're talking about, but they're uh, s- private school systems the state kind of supports, where you you begin to choose a system that actually shares more of your overall values uh, and. Uh, That's, I think, becoming more and more an issue. In fact, it's a major issue of transitioning less and less people (coughs) in the public school system and more and more into a variety of private uh, school systems for homeschooling that uh, allows you to kind of transmit the values. So these are are things that are are part of the problem. Well, one of the most important things for parents, and I've already kind of said it, is to know you're not going to be perfect, and and you you need to try the best you can. I see parents getting guilty because I I wasn't I didn't do the just the right decision here, just the right decision there. Well. You have a moving system because the kids are growing up and they're doing this thing and they have their own personalities and they have their own expressions and you're trying to relate to all these things that are going on. And so my advice to parents is do the best you can, set the appropriate boundaries, be as conscious as you can, but at the same time know that – It's unlikely that you're going to make the right decision every time that works out. And so there's parental joy at bringing a child or a bunch of children into the world in a good way. But there's a little bit of anguish about, oh, if I only had said this rather than saying that. So go easy with yourself because being a parent is hard work, it's a great spiritual path. As I said, parents come to me and say, I don't have time to, to be spiritual. No, your, your 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 spiritual path is being a parent. And, and basically says your world is your spiritual teacher. And your world as a parent is your children as a very important spiritual teachers in the big picture by their very nature of who they are. That's really the the key. Once you are able to, to have that angle on parenting, then it becomes a very positive challenge, okay? That's the inner transformation I'm talking about, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. It um, doesn't mean when the, in the first year, you're gonna get all the sleep you need, that's a little bit of a physical challenge. But, um, and I help a lot of parents recover from that, particularly the mothers, uh, and so that's important. Uh, I tend to go with the African approach, which you should just have a child once every two and a half to three years, so the, the body can recover. And in and, and some of my books, uh, like conscious eating, I have a whole chapter on pregnancy and recovering from pregnancy. So there's a little bit of science to it, and that's has helped a lot, a lot of women in that in that context. Um, so that if we take an overview, what's this about? Okay, for us, it's. For as a parent or grandparent, is part of the flow of life. Um, and part of the flow, too, is uh, as children, as we mature, we also can take care of our parents. I, I help both my parents leave their body in a really good way, and uh, my wife, Shanti's mother, lived with us for 11 years, and we just... Had a wonderful time with her, and, and it was just the best gift for her ever to be taken care of in and, and, uh, the way we did, the positive way we did. And she also benefited from the very uh, beautiful leaving of her body. So there, that's part of the family system is it is a family is, is actually is a unit. Yes, it's being attacked in a variety of ways, but the, there's a tremendous amount of health That in a fairly healthy family, that is a benefit. For example, in uh, families where their father is absent, there's a much higher percentage of boys that end up in jail and there's uh, in their 20s, and a much higher percentage of uh, teenage girls that get pregnant. So there are really things that go on. So there's gifts that are inherent in having the male female paradigm. I know there's different denial systems, but the research does not support that just in the bigger picture. Um, but people need to get along. And that's kind of part of the story. And that's why it's so important. And being in a family teaches you also how to get along. It can also teach you how not to get along. But our role as parents is to be emphasizing on how to get along part of it. OK, that's part of the inner transformation of the not just physical, but the emotional, mental and spiritual aspects of things. Um Again, in being a parent, there is more of an investment in creating a good future. We're, we're more, I'm going to say it, I mentioned it once before, we're more biologically attached to the future because it's our children and it's our grandchildren. Um, so seeing it as this collective energy, nurturing their collective energy as a parent, seeing that this really, uh, you have the opportunity to be friends for the rest of everybody's life. And there's a, a, a special connection that happens with family, that blood connection. It's not the only thing that matters. But you've got years and years and years together, you know. Uh, and it's the time to continually nurture, and you have a, a protective unit. And we see when the family unit is broken down, then you get much more chaos in society. The idea of, oh, well, the, the village or the parent, this, this doesn't really work with, that way. That's a very idealistic, communistic viewpoint, and it doesn't really work, uh, they, what we saw and, and in different places, like in Israel, the, 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 the communes they, they didn't uh, really provide that. And that's why they ultimately moved away from that kind of uh, kibbutz living. Uh, I mean, there are plenty of kibbutzes, but it's not like how it was originally planned and thought of because it didn't meet people's needs um, so fully. Uh, So just in, in summary here, I want to really make the point that becoming a parent actually does invoke an opportunity for an inner transformation. Now, you may want to take that opportunity, but to be a really, really healthy, happy parent and have that spiritual growth, it is a fantastic opportunity for spiritual growth. It helps them move from being uh, self-centered into, which is important as a child. That's kind of what you want to do into being more communal. It also helps a, I'm going to call it a soulful love of the of, the, of your children um, because you're really on the very giving end and a very heartfelt giving end of it, uh, particularly for the first seven or really through teenage years. Okay? Um, so, it, helps connect us as parents to our lineage, past, present and future. And uh, it gets us caring more about creating a future better a future for the whole world. Uh, so it's an act of faith to be a parent, is an act of faith in a future or prepare your children for whatever that future is a faith that you can do that, okay? Uh, we're not in control of our children's life, but we remain the most important influence if we so choose. And that love is really important. What I've observed is when a child feels loved and certain self-esteem that they carry with them the rest of their lives, And that's probably the single most important thing is for a child to feel loved and the self-esteem that comes from that uh, healthy love. It's the greatest gift a parent can give in terms of children's success. And I mean that at any economic status that you're born into, having that self-esteem is really, uh, not ego now, but just uh, knowing you're loved and having being loved is, is very important for anyone really. Um, so the challenge of being a parent, kind of the final point is this great physical, emotional, mental and spiritual opportunity to grow. Um, and the exercise that I would suggest people do as parents, is begin to shift your angle of view to see, okay, how many ways did I get to grow today as a parent, uh, because of how I had the opportunity to act with my children in a way that can help them further wake up, as well as help me wake up. That's the real challenge. So that's my challenge to people. And... So I bless people that, that were, you know, parents that were able to do this um, and to really focus on the everyday spiritual joy of parenting. Now, you can reach me, drcousins.com or treeoflife.mn.co to get uh, Involved with the, uh, the variety of programs that I teach on a weekly basis and a yearly basis, like spiritual fasting retreats, conscious eating retreats, uh, and the weekly program, spiritual nutrition, questions and answers, alive and liberated with Doctor Gabriel, plus uh, a variety of, of talks that I give and interviews that I give, and that are really all over the world. So those are. More and more listed now on my website as we're reorganizing it. And the blessing I give is that you really take the opportunity to see parenting as an incredible gift for you to grow spiritually. Blessings to you. Amen, 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 shalom, shalom, shalom. All the dacular acid. Aho. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to SuperpowerExperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.